Hello again. Pastor Deborah here. Hi. Oh, hi, everybody out there. Yes, you guys knew I was going to be recording today. I try to do it when the house is quiet. It's peaceful, so I don't have any interference. So, welcome again here to the heart of a leader, becoming a shepherd. This is going to be lesson number two of the new series on leadership development taught by me, Pastor Deborah, and sponsored by Agape Love, Love is Here's Global International Teaching Ministry. And if you remember from last lesson, I was beginning to tell you about a story, an experience that Pastor Deborah went through so that her heart could become a genuine leader. The heart of a shepherd. It wasn't there when I began. The first thing that I had to have, which you will have to have, is a heart seeking truth, revelations, and seeking to be clean of everything that's not truth, of everything that is not holy and righteous. Even if it's the smallest thing, it must be revealed to you so that this light shines out into you, into your subconscious, into your spirit. And the light reveals vain imaginations you have created, philosophies that are fruitless and vain, thoughts and ideas and graven images. Lies and deceptions that have formed inside of you and you are propagating to others. And you will continue to propagate. It's as if you are a blinded guide. You don't know where you're going except into the darkness of lies and deceptions that you have been taught. And you will teach the next generation of people to go in the same direction. That's where we ended up. Yeah, and I was going to tell you my personal experience and story on how my heart was getting developed to be a leader with the heart of a shepherd. So let's begin first with prayer and a big welcome to all the, oh my gosh, the millions and billions far as I can see in the distance. Yes, we're here in the garden. You may have been sleeping in your physical body, but your spirit was seeking knowledge and truth. You may be out of your body having an experience that your body finds unpleasant. Pastor Deborah had those as a young child having her tonsils out, a medical procedure. I left my body and ran down the hall. It was, my spirit was frightened. I saw that vision for years, but didn't know what it meant. Yes, we all do it. So welcome, welcome, welcome to all. Teaching is vital. It helps transform your subconscious thoughts, their concepts, their ideas, and it helps bring light and revelation to the Spirit. So let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for your words of truth that are light. We thank you for bringing all these people here in the realm of the Spirit to your garden. Or maybe they are in heaven 
and you are teaching them there. The little spirits need knowledge. They need truth and revelation that only your spirit, the Holy Spirit, by the word of God can give, which are your words from your heart. Only you can give our spirits what it needs to become the heart of a leader, to develop that which is a shepherd. We thank you, Father, for all that you are doing for us, guiding us and leading us through your Holy Spirit, which is the governor of the kingdom of heaven, and that it is in us, and if it is not in us, that you will make a way today. All that desire to have the Holy Spirit and to have the kingdom of heaven of love, joy, and peace that will come back into their system and begin helping to change the culture within their spirit, their mind, their soul, and their subconscious, and then change their body, and then change the worlds, the nations, and the next generations to come. And we thank you for all the help you can give us. If some of them need a Hebrews 4.12 experience, a spiritual circumcision, where you cut away the flesh and you bring out the spirit out into the open, that it can receive your light, your seeds of truth without any interference, then let that happen. Father, if some just need to believe in you, that you are real, that you sent your own son named Christ Jesus to a cross for their sakes, And that he rose again from the grave and death and now sits on your right hand. If they don't believe in him yet, help them. Help them to believe that he is more than a teacher and a prophet. He is your son, your reflection, your image, and your likeness. And we are to grow up into him, to think like him, and to sit inside of him on your right hand of the kingdom. Help them, Father, to get there. Pull back the veil of flesh that you've pulled over many of them. Pull it back, Lord, so they can hear you and see you. And when they look into the Old Testament, they see you, your son, your word, the Christ, the Messiah, that you have come and help them then to understand the Old Testament through new revelations and light. Father, if they believe in other gods, And they're serving them violently, trying to get to paradise. Father, help them to see that that is not you. That that is not the God of love, joy, and peace. And the kingdom of heaven. But another God. That is your adversary. The God of this world of darkness and ignorance and murder. And lies and hate and jealousy and corruption and lust and coveting and abuse. Help them to see the difference and to desire you as their God and King over their spirit, soul, and body, over their nation, over everything that they do. Help them, Father. This is your work. Help them to join in with you in the kingdom under the governor with a heart of a leader that becomes a shepherd. We thank you in the name of Christ Jesus. Amen. All right. We're picking up in lesson number two. And let me tell you the name of it. The title of this lesson is A Light of Revelation. Lesson number two. In the new leadership development course, The Heart of a Leader, Becoming a Shepherd. 
In lesson number one, I left off. I was going to tell you Pastor Deborah's story about how a great light came to show the concepts and philosophies and thoughts that Pastor Deborah had inside of her that were not right. Because I had gotten a seeking heart, desiring that anything that was not of truth, that was not of the kingdom of heaven and you, Father, to be taken out. But your way sometimes of taking things out is first we have to see that we have them and that they are in us and we need that revelation. And you gave that to Pastor Deborah in this story. And the story was one where it was a tremendous revelation that I had never experienced before. And it's a story about how generational concepts, ideas, and thoughts and images are planted from one generation to the next generation. And how society and culture, faith, business, television, ancestors, all help create this image, these thoughts, these concepts. And how they would develop and grow and were encouraged by all of society, by television by movies and songs. And Pastor Deborah had no clue at this time what it was. Even our ancestors, our family members, society, teach us, provide us, Pastor Deborah, with personal experiences. If you go to uh, the marketplace, it's there. If you go to another city or town, it's there. And this was Pastor Deborah's experience from the family and friends, from society and culture, and even faith, was teaching, showing, and demonstrating that this generational issue was the truth. But it wasn't. And I'll explain that in just a minute. In As I was growing in the Lord about 1995 and had found this Brownsville revival in Pensacola, we were taught by the evangelist Steve Hill to come to the altar, get everything out that was displeasing to this God of the Holy Bible. Let him touch you and take it out. Cleanse you from all darkness and ignorance that was not of him. So I heard that message. And remember, I had been in the field of mental health counseling, trying to help people. It wasn't very successful. I was taken out of it. I was sort of trying to find my way to help people. But little did I know that this story was going to be a part of it. So first, you must have a seeking heart to know truth, to be cleansed. Anything that's not of this God of the Holy Bible, doesn't matter what it is or where it came from. Parents, your ancestors, generations, it didn't matter. You had to have this heart that says, anything in me that's not the truth of you and the kingdom of heaven, I don't want it. I want it taken out. Expose it to me so I can be rid of it. So you have to get there first. When you are trying to be a leader and have the heart of a leader, a shepherd, your heart first must go through this transformation. You must be seeking to be clean 
and pure from any lie, any confusion, deception, bewitchment, anything concealed to you that is not of this God that you are trying to help and learn more about to help people his way. So that's where you begin. You have that kind of heart, which is truly the heart of a leader. Because you don't want to teach, pass on any information, knowledge, experiences that are lies. Built on ancestral deception, untruths that are of this earthly world. Your heart must be a seeking heart to be a pure and holy, righteous leader that can be trusted with somebody else's property, somebody else's resources, somebody else's little babies, lambs, so to speak, that you will stay up all night with, watch and protect as a shepherd. You will guard them and lead them in the direction where they're safe, they know truth, they have clean ideas, concepts, where they can be fed in safety and peace. And they can grow while you watch and protect and you lead and guide. That's what a shepherd does. The sheep are never the shepherds. They belong to somebody else. The grass does not belong to the shepherd that they eat. The rivers do not belong to the shepherd. But oh, the shepherd must know how to fight because lions and bears will come trying to snatch away the little ones. The older ones, the strong ones, when the shepherd is not looking. Shepherds stay out all night with the sheep. They also have dogs and other things helping them. They are trained warriors. They have a careful, watchful eye. Their ears are listening for the rustling in the woods. They make sure the grass that's not theirs is healthy. They make sure the streams are not going too fast for sheep cannot swim. And once the sheep, they know the shepherd, they know the shepherd's voice and sound and smell, they feel safe. And they can grow in safety and become the, excuse me, full-grown sheep that they're supposed to do. And they will produce more little sheep. Job of a shepherd, you're not really a part of them, but you're to watch over them, protect them, guard them. And if they fall off in a cliff or they get taken away, dragged, you're to go get them. You're to fight the enemy for their sakes. You're to plead for their safety. You walk around where they are and praying over them. You pray over the resources that they're to eat and have, that there be bountiful grasses and water, and you will pray to keep the enemies at bay. And if they do come, you rise up as a mighty king, a warrior to push back the enemy. Your heart is different than most leaders. Oh, there's some bad shepherds. They'll try to come in and steal your sheep. They'll claim the sheep as their own. They'll try to take over your pasture. They'll fight over the water. They'll fight over the resources. They'll try to take you out. They might send in a pack. Sneak in when you try to nod off. Protection is the shepherd's job and that must be the heart of a leader so in pastor deborah's story it goes like this one night i was sitting in a university as a proctor giving a test and i was sitting there while the students were testing and i was reading the bible i was allowed to do that because uh, i had to be quiet 
once the students started testing. I had to keep an eye on them so they're not cheating. So I'm just sitting there. This is in 1995, long time ago. And I was reading a scripture. And here's the scripture. It was Colossians 1, 4 through 13. Now remember, I'm just reading. This Colossians letter was a letter written by the Apostle Paul, who had been named Saul. He had a powerful, powerful experience got knocked down to the ground, heard the voice of this Jesus, and began serving him. And he was writing it to the believers in Colos, uh, Colossia, Colossia, I'm not sure exactly how you say it. And this is in the New Testament, and he was writing to them. And as Pastor Deborah was reading this, it happened. I'm not going to read Colossians 4 through 13. I'm going to tell you my story first. And then you will see the powerful effects that the Word of God can have on you if your heart is seeking truth. And it's seeking to be clean of anything that's not of that Bible. So here's how it went. I'm reading it. I am going to read to you the scripture, and then we'll go back and pick up. When I was reading, I was in Colossians 2, verse 8. And I'm reading, if you see my Bible, okay. I'm reading it to you. And I was just sitting there watching the students take the test. And it says, beware. Oh, that's a good word right there. Lest any man spoil you could i be spoiled what did that mean through philosophy and vain deceit after the tradition of men after the rudiments of the world and not after christ soon as i read the word spoil me The light was coming on through the traditions of men, through philosophy, vain, that means unprofitable deceit. I went like this. I believed a lie that there was a Santa Claus and Rudolph the red-nosed reindeer. Where did that come from? Was my mind thinking of Santa Claus in Christmas? No. But my heart had been asking God to clean me up. Get anything out that was not of you. That scripture, when I read it, the light showed in that area of me that I had believed in traditions of men. I had been spoiled, defiled by vain philosophies and vain ideas. I was shocked. Oh, Now, let me get into my story. That is how it happened. Right there. Not in church. Not in praise and worship. Not at home. When I was working, giving tests to students. Just reading. (gasps) Click. And the light of revelation came on. I had been believing a lie. And I was lied to. And I was passing it on. 
to my child, the next generation. You can't imagine that when you discover you're a liar and you've been lied to by all of society, your parents, the stores, everything, and that you were doing the same thing to your own child. Now, I didn't hate my parents for this. I didn't hate society, but I saw they were teaching me, giving me experiences of vain, unprofitable philosophies and concepts. I was spoiled, was not pure and holy. I had dark cancer in me. There were lies and deceptions. And I was passing that on sort of genetically by my own words and actions and deeds and thoughts to my son. And I had been doing it. He was only eight years old. And I had been doing it. I was in tears and I couldn't cry, but I was shocked. That wasn't on my mind when I was reading it, but I was ready to know a truth about myself. I was a liar. I had been bewitched and lied to by traditions of men, by vain philosophies. It hurt. But what hurt more was what I was doing to my own child. That hurt even more. That I was passing on this defilement, this sort of cancer, these genes of vain philosophies and traditions of men to him. He didn't know anything when he was first born about Santa Claus and Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer and leaving milk and cookies. I taught him that. Society taught him that. I was producing in him a cancer, a defilement. It hurt. No mama wants to do that to their own child. I, 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 I couldn't say anything. I'm in a test. It's all going on on the inside of me. I realized through traditions of men, through ancestors, through the culture, even through faith organizations, society, I believed a lie. I believed Santa Claus was real, and there was a real Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, even though in another sense I knew that was not true. But I played the role. I pretended. I put up the stockings for Santa to come down a chimney. I left out milk and cookies. And I ate them. And I made my son believe Santa came. And they came down the chimney. And he filled the stockings and ate the milk and cookies. But I did it. But when I'm doing that without knowledge and light of revelation... It didn't seem so bad. That's just what you did. That's what all of society was doing to children. Because it was fun. They needed something to believe in. How did all of this get started? I don't know. Where the tradition of Santa Claus came from? Or Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer? I didn't know at that time. All I know is a light of revelation had shined on me. That my ideas about this from my ancient family, from culture, from television, society, faith, from books and songs, were de had developed in me 
a defilement. I was spoiled, not pure or clean. Had a cancer, a sickness, deception, bewitchment all in me. And I was passing that on to my child, defiling him with lies, vain ideas and thoughts, philosophies, concepts, ideas, through my own practices, through my own words, that Santa Claus was real, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer was real. I was doing the same thing that had been done to me. Not a pretty thing to accept within yourself. This lie, these vain philosophies and traditions of men, were so ingrained in Pastor Deborah about Santa Claus. I would write on the gift card from Santa. Mm-hmm. I ate the milk. I drank the milk and ate the cookies. Mm-hmm. That's how deep it was. Now, I knew I was sort of, was all a lie, but it was fun. Everybody was doing it. It was in all the cartoons, all the TV ads. You went to the shopping center. There was Santa sitting on his chair. Yeah, you sat in his lap. You got a picture with him. You went to church. There were Santas. It was Santa, Santa, Santa. Rudolph, Rudolph, Rudolph. Everybody was doing it. Because they thought it was fun. Enjoyable. And I participated in it freely. With my free will. But I didn't know that I had been spoiled. Defiled. That this was a cancer in me. This was darkness and ignorance. That had come through Culture, ancestors, my own parents, relatives, society, faith, culture. Mm -hmm. I didn't know. I was just going along with the herd. Yeah. And when this light of revelation came, it shocked me. Now, I sort of knew it was just fun, fantasy. It was just a little white lie. Wasn't hurting anybody. But it was. That scripture told me that I was spoiled and spoiling, ruining and deceiving my own child. And I had a heart of a liar. Mm -hmm. You know whose heart that is? Whose image and likeness? That's the likeness of Satan, the adversary of God. He's a liar. And he's the father of lies. So I had been spewed to me, sown and planted in me, a lie. It had grown up, and I was spreading it to my own child. Satan was at work through me to the next generation. The father of lies had planted this, and I was riding right along with it, with no idea. It was just fun. It's what you did at that season. The Christmas cards, everything, the cartoons. Oh, you sort of knew it was not right. You sort of knew, but it was fun. There was no conviction. There was no light of revelation about what it really was till I read that scripture that night while giving a test. And I then realized I had become a generational liar to my own son. He was only eight years old. He maybe didn't believe in it anymore. I don't know. 
You don't go around asking, do you still believe in Santa Claus? You don't do that as a parent. Somehow, all of us kind of grow up and we just know it's a, it's just fun. Just kid stuff. But then we become the Santa Claus. And we propagate that same lie of Satan. That deception. That tradition of men to our own children. I was a generational sower of lies. I was a liar. That is not a pretty thing for you to discover about yourself. Through this light of revelation, that's what hit me right then and there. I wasn't looking for that particular thing. I just wanted to be clean of anything that was not of God. Because the revival I was in was telling us, get the sin out, get cleaned up, come to the altar. Let God clean you up from anything. Then he will have and be able to have a deep, close relationship with you. Because he was in a hurry to get his work done out in the world. This was all God. Once my heart was seeking truth about myself, could he reveal it to me? So you must get there. If you're ever going to be in a position and have the heart of a leader, which is a shepherd, and shepherd family members, children, businesses, nations, resources, and be a caretaker of truth, you must be cleaned up. You just don't know how much that hurts and how devastating it is. When you realize your parents lied to you, but I recognize they only did what was done to them. They didn't do it in to be mean to me. That's what you did. That was the tradition of men. And they had no idea what was really going on. They didn't read the Bible. They did not know this. I didn't hate them for it. I forgave them for their ignorance. But God was dealing with me and my heart, trying to get me to be a leader that was a shepherd, that I could shepherd nations and people, international affairs, global events, the whole earth, the weather, the animals, the creatures. It was developing the mind of Christ within me, which was himself and the way he thought. And it had to get these spots of cancer, defilement, darkness out. And how he does that is he exposes them to his light of revelation. And then you have a choice. You can either flip that light off, forget that you read that, move on, put it aside, or you can attend to it. And once I got it, that very it was instantaneously, and God knew I had it. Then he said to me, now you must follow through with some actions. You must go to your son, get down on your knees in front of him, and ask him to forgive you for lying to him and being a liar about Santa Claus, Christmas, and Rudolph the Red-Nosed Rain. I said, oh, God, you don't want me to do that? That hurt my pride. My haughtiness was rising up. You will 
go to your son. You will get down on your knees in front of your eight-year-old son and ask his forgiveness for lying to him about Santa Claus being real. And you are to say that you are a liar and you ask his forgiveness. Do you know what that does to your pride? To get in front of your own child and ask them to forgive you on your knees. I was asked to do that. That was part of the process of becoming a leader with the heart of a shepherd. I wrote down what I was to say. I met with my son. I got on my knees in front of him. I read off the piece of paper. I humbled myself before another human, the next generation. And I said, please forgive me for lying to you. I told you there was a Santa Claus and that he came down the chimney and he ate the milk and cookies and it was a lie. I was Santa Claus. I ate the milk, drank the milk and ate the cookies. I bought the presents. Please forgive me for lying to you. And he said, it's okay, Mom. I don't know if he already believed that wasn't that God was dealing with me and my heart. And I learned to humble myself when I'm asked to, even to my own child. And once that happened, that was taken out. The connection to it was broken. The power to keep it held in there, it was gone. The light of revelation had come in and taken out, burned up that cancerous area that had defiled me and was keeping me from being the leader with the heart of a shepherd that this God desired me to have. He knew what he had planned for me. I didn't. But because I was in a church with a evangelist, his name was Steve Hill, and he was teaching us every single night. I went to church seven nights a week and Sunday morning and listened to the tapes. And it was come down to the altar. You let God deal with your mess. Even if you don't know, all we would feel was guilty and condemnation about something. If he preached on a topic like the blind leading the blind off a cliff, God would pierce us. We'd go to the altar, say, God, I don't know what it is. Help me get rid of it. I don't want to be blind and I don't want to follow blind leaders. Don't want to go off the cliff. Help me. Cleanse me. Purify me. So our calls out to God were to be clean. To come back. To get undefiled. To get rid of everything that was not a him. I had that in me since 1995. And this was about 1996. I wanted to be clean before God. I didn't want anything in there. So my heart was ready. So on this night, given this test, the light of revelation came on. Just over one area. Santa Claus, Christmas, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, milk and cookies and stockings. And then I followed through as I was instructed to ask my son's forgiveness for being a liar to him. Satan had implanted his lies through the traditions of men and society, through the culture. They were implanted. 
They were growing, and so there was easy then to be a liar about other things. Remember, I'm coming out of the waves of the world to help people. I had to come out of this. This had to be dealt with, Mm -hmm. and it was. It's hard to do this, but I did it. And I don't know what happened on the inside of me. I don't know if those lies were just dissolved or like with radiation killed. I guess the roots were taken out. I never looked at Christmas the same way again. I never did that with my son ever again. Now, my son didn't have that experience. So now as a grown man with his own family, he's doing the same thing. Because until you have the revelations and the light shine on something and your heart is seeking this deep cleansing, you will stay in the darkness, the lies, the traditions of men, the vain philosophies, and you will not have that deep cleansing so that your heart can become a pure and holy shepherd that he can trust you to lead and guide nations i have to do in the spirit realm i speak to presidents prime ministers kings and queens of nations i have to lead them i have to spank their little fanny sometimes I have to know what's going on in them. Who's working really behind the scenes? Do they have the heart of Satan, the liar in there? If they lie to you, guess what? The father of lies, Satan, has got something in them, and they are propagating the lie. Even if they get called out in the newspapers. Some guy just got called out for something. He got four Pinocchios. Pinocchio was a character that when he told a lie, his nose grew. And they said, this guy, this big leader, they gave him four Pinocchios for what he was saying to the nation. That's a liar. That means his heart is controlled by the father of lies. His words, his subconscious, father of lies, the image and nature of Satan is there. May not be in his spirit to the fullest, but it's there. And when you, you lie, the s- Satan, the father of lies, the adversary of God and human, is just rolling over laughing. Because he is also proud that you are propagating his nature, his image. And you are passing on to generations his lies, traditions of men. Vain philosophies. And he has got cancer and he's spoiling you with darkness and ignorance. All from that night, I can look and I go, I know what it's like. Been there. How about the Easter bunny? Mm -hmm. The tooth fairy. I used to tell my son that when you lose a tooth, you put it under your pillow. And the tooth fairy comes and puts money. I was the tooth fairy. Another lie. The Easter bunny. The Easter bunny has nothing to do with Easter. Easter is actually a pagan religion from the goddess Estarte. It's not the resurrection. But that's the traditions of men. Hunting Easter eggs, coloring Easter eggs. The Easter bunny. 
traditions of men, lies of Satan, to keep you from the truth, to keep his stuff in here controlling you. Now we think it's funny. We kind of know there's no Easter bunny. We know there's real bunnies. But how do children learn the truth if you as the adult are telling them lies? You are spilling over into them, propagating these vain philosophies, traditions of men. You are actually passing on genetic DNA through words and concepts and deeds. And lies go on to another generation. That is what Pastor Deborah learned from that one scripture. But it couldn't talk to me until my heart was ready to know truth. So I want to end here. Uh, I didn't get very far, but that's the story. And we're going to pick up more in lesson number three, continuing on with how the revelation of light must come to you individually and how you must do some things if instructed as I was and then more revelations will come about what you are believing is true could be about marriage could be about child marriage could be a why you mutilate the genitals of little girls it could be what you believe about sex childhood the government your ancestors anything you don't know till you have that seeking heart and wanting to be clean of all that is not of light and truth okay that was the scripture i want to end here and ask you a question if you want to be a leader of anything do you even want your heart to become a shepherd do you even know what a shepherd is have you studied shepherds pastor deborah just knew i wanted to be clean i didn't want to believe lies i wanted to know truth i was asking this god of the bible for help i was seeking information light And when I did that, it put me in a position that this God could speak to me. Out of his word, the Holy Spirit, Christmas, Tooth Fairy, Santa Claus, boom. Can you have a seeking heart like that? Can you travel that road that Pastor Deborah traveled? Do you want to be clean? Do you want light of revelation to come and shine on your thoughts, your concepts, your traditions, why your actions, you do what you do? Do you want to be shown up that you are a liar before the nation and that you are serving the father of lies and he has got a hold of your spirit and your soul? Do you want to know that? You will be dealt with for that. And what's going to be your excuse? Well, I didn't know. Yes, you did. You knew there was no Easter Bunny. These people that promote the Easter Bunny, Pastor Deborah used to do it. They'll do that, and then they'll go to church and make the sign of the cross, and they'll go to Holy Communion. All the while, they believe it is okay to promote that Easter's about the Easter Bunny and Easter eggs. And they'll even go to the church, make the sign of the cross, 
pray before this Mother Mary and Christ Jesus. Anybody else, they'll bow down and they will believe it is okay to give legal permission for a woman to murder and kill that child that was made in God's image that they read about in the word. That they're told by their denomination that is against God. They will go there and pray to this God and yet they'll pass laws. Say, well, that's their right. They have a right to good health care. Now, they don't want it. It's like a tumor. It's a cancer to them. They should have a right to have a free and healthy medical abortion. Abort this thing if they don't want it. And they will tell themselves that is good for the nation. A human right for that mother. Well, what about the little child? Doesn't it have any rights? Oh, no, it's just a, a glob of fetus. It's at that developmental. But it's a human. It's not a dog. It's not a cat. It's not a horse. It's not a cancerous tumor. It is a child, a human being in development. And these politicians and leaders all over the world and these elders and faith believers and shamans, everybody else. Oh, that's okay. We got too many people, too many humans on the planet anyway. We've got to be sustainable. The resources cannot hold. They won't feed everybody. We have to do something. Oh, you don't want it? That's okay. Throw it away like garbage. Wait till God deals with you on that. Wait till God shines his light of revelation on that. What you have believing comes from the father of lies himself, Satan. And he is happy, this Satan, this adversary of God, for you to believe these traditions, these lies, and to propagate them. He was happy when I believed in Santa Claus, the tooth fairy, and the Easter bunny. And I passed that on to my son. I was doing his work for him. And I didn't even know it. But once my heart, because I was sitting under an evangelist, not the pastor. The pastor got knocked out of the way under the presence of God. The evangelist was speaking, get right with God. You go back in the Old Testament, you'll hear a lot from Jeremiah. Come back to me. You're far away. Come back. And if you don't, bad things are going to happen. Come back to me. Get rid of your idols, your other gods, your other thoughts. Come back to me. That's what Jeremiah used to do and all the others. We have done that ourselves. And Satan has helped us, but we don't know that. How many people even believe that there is a real Satan, a spiritual being that is down here on planet Earth in control of the world? And the world's systems. He's the father of greed. Lust. Of the eyes and pornography and sex abuse. And hate and murder. And jealousy and racism. That's Satan moving through the flesh of the soul. That's a spiritual thing. You cannot deal with any of that. Till you have a heart that seeks truth. You get lights of revelation on what you believe, your concepts, your thoughts, and you get dealt with it. You may have to go to somebody and ask their forgiveness for what you have done in ignorance. 
Anytime you see hate, riots, burning, attacks, lies, and even when the newspaper says you get four Pinocchios, lies, when you see corruption and fraud, hiding of money so you don't have to pay taxes, lies, calling legislation one thing, but it really isn't that, promoting worldwide abortion, giving money so people can abort babies. Did you know you can take your culture and spread it to other nations? You know how you do that? You say, you want our money? You want our help? Well, you got to think our way. People are timid to go to the UN and say, that is a human right thing. We won't tolerate it. You're banished from here. They're too timid about their words. Because they're all in the same system. Wait till God deals with you. It will be little bit by little bit. He might start with you. Who knows what? Because there was a lot in Pastor Deborah that needed to be dealt with. He just started with Santa Claus, the Easter Bunny, the Tooth Fairy, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, Milk and Cookies. Mm-hmm. That's what he started me with. But I was okay with that. Because I wanted to help people. I wanted to become a shepherd. And my heart had to be cleaned up to do that. Ask yourself, can you go on this journey that Pastor Deborah went on? Do you want the light of revelation to shine on your thoughts, your ideas and concepts and actions and behaviors? Do you want to know the truth? If so, he will do it. Father, we thank you. For this truth and light. And for all of those who desire for you to shine your light of revelation on them. Do it. Help them to see what what they believe in. The concepts and philosophies they have. Are preventing them from having a true heart of a leader. And for that heart to become a shepherd. That you couldn't trust them. With your earth, your nature, your resources, your people, even your truth and revelations. Because their heart is spoiled. It is filled up with lies and darkness and deceptions from their ancestors, from society, from the traditions of men. Help them, Father, if they truly want to be free of all this ignorance and darkness and to know the truth. And to take the blinders off so they can see themselves and what they are doing to the next generation. And what has been done to them in ignorance. And Father, while they, if, you, if they want this, you go after your enemy, your adversary. And you destroy through the light of your revelation the traditions of men. The vain philosophies that Satan has implanted. Through bewitchment and lies and ignorance. Do mighty battle, Father, against your adversary in the very spirit, soul, and bodies of these precious people. Begin a mighty work in them. Call them to your altar that you may cleanse them as you cleansed Pastor Deborah. So you can then begin working with them, touching them, and getting them on about your business 
the kingdom of heaven, demonstrating your kingdom of God, your influence and power here on earth to all of creation, to all the demonics, to all of Satan himself, that all of the creatures and the earth and the air and the stars and the sun will know you are the Lord of all and you created and they will bow down to the son, the offspring of you, a true heart of leadership that is a shepherd of your things in the name of Christ Jesus. Amen. All right. This ends that story. We're going to pick up in lesson number three. Little bit more. We're going to go through Colossians. Colossians 1, 4 through 13. And we're going to hear from the word more about this, how it works. So you will know the word is there to help you. To bring the light of revelation to expel the darkness. And everything that's not of God. Thank you for coming. You guys may stay and have field trips here in the garden. Talk to the flowers. Listen to them singing. Lay out in his presence. Go down to the, yep, you can go down to the river. Get a bath. He'll cleanse you. You can kneel right where you are. Pray. He'll hear you. Yes, if you want to go and get teaching, he's over there in the mountain where he always is. For those of you that have come from many places you are welcome even if you don't believe yet return safely the angels will help you to your bodies and know that there is a god a heavenly father that loves you so much and he has placed pastor deborah to help you to watch over you and shepherd you while you grow and learn in the name of christ jesus you come back i'll see you again in the new leadership development series the heart of a leader becoming a shepherd bye see you next time bye bye thank you for listening and watching this video it is an honor and a pleasure to have you stopped by today and watch this is pastor deborah and i hope you come again and watch many many more videos and learn and grow spiritually and hear how she has helped people spiritually the lord's way for many many years come again watch another one and we welcome you to be a subscriber to the channel to make comments and if you wish to contact Pastor Deborah, please email her at her email address for the ministry at Pastor Deborah at agapeloveishere.org. You can also see these videos on Twitter and on the website in the many different sections that they are put into. Enjoy, and it was once again an honor to have you watch and listen. Thank you and come again to another video of Agape Love, Love is Here Ministries, a ministry of helping people the Lord's way that Pastor Deborah has been doing for many, many years. Love always and forever, Pastor Deborah.